It is Thursday, the 25th of January, 2018. This is episode 325 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode of Digital Outbox in the new year. Uh, Ian, you tried to trick me up by leaving 2017 in the show notes. I got it right. So there. Uh, welcome to a new episode and a new year. It's uh, good to be back. Sorry, it's taken a little while. Um, it's taken a little while for us to get coordinated and get everything sorted. But we've got a nice juicy episode for you today. I am Chris and as ever, Ian's as notified is in the other uh, hot seat. I, I'm in a hot seat. I love the fact that you point out I was wrong in the show notes, even though it's our show notes, and also that you highlighted <laughs> and I just it, read it, but it didn't fix it. That that sums I couldn't up. cope with talking and typing. I was having <laughs> enough trouble with talking, so I, I did. Um, I did a call the other night, gaming. And you said you are such. Uh, what do we call it? You know, you can only do one thing at a time. Yeah, if, as soon as I'm doing something else, the other task goes out of mind. But then you're like that as well, so it's fine. <laughs> Um, so as long as we keep thinking about podcasts, we're going to be all right for the next, I reckon, 45, 50 odd minutes of, of this one, because there is quite a lot. We've, we have chopped out a lot of uh, content, which actually ended up being a bit irrelevant, but we have still got a fair bit to get through because we've been away for so long. So let's get started. And we're going to start with, uh, Facebook and their facial recognition. Um, so this is a new feature they're offering and it's based around their facial recognition software recognizing you in photos when you're not tagged in them um so facebook's been able to sort of you know identify people's faces for a while now uh, and it's helped in suggesting tags this is going to allow you to monitor photos that you have access to view uh, but you have not been tagged in so potentially photos out there of you and just lets you know they're there uh, will tell you that they're there and you can then request either that you do get tagged in them or maybe that that photo gets removed yeah uh, we've we talked oh, i don't know two years ago three years ago it feels like that we talked about how all the companies have got facial recognition mm. and it's just who's going to switch on first but this this feels like uh uh, you know, a kind of sensible thing, and if somebody posts something and it hasn't tagged you, so maybe you know, maybe like incriminating you in something or saying, "Look at what this idiot's done" or whatever, at least you get to know about it now. Yes, uh, and that, and I think it is off born off of all the safety um, sort of talks around talks, <laughs> safe safety discussion around Facebook and and people being you know added to you know being in content that they they don't necessarily want to be seen in. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure I could. Uh, also save some embarrassing situations as well so uh, there you go so don't mind it i quite like the fact they're getting in the technology they wanted to put in the first place based on safety grounds rather than you know the technological grounds which they probably would have liked to have just done it but felt they couldn't for privacy reasons um but yes i don't mind this feature and i quite like it it won't help you find photos that you don't have access to so if people are sharing things privately or uh, you are specifically excluded from the privacy um, visibility then you won't get to see those um, so it's still still not uh you know you still don't get to see everything just things that you have got access to it will let you know they're there um, they're also talking about a lot of changes to the news feed again and they have been talking about this since we've been away and all the things that, that's going to happen uh, and they're 
basically their their first step that they came up with when we first went offline was um they're going to reduce the number of business um stories you're going to see they want to put your friends news friends and family's news back sort of forefront it, facebook feeds were getting very promotion heavy uh, and actually the there were a lot of brands did like using facebook because they were seeing some really good returns on sales when they were advertising but that facebook has found is that the detriment to the actual user experience and people were just being bombarded with marketing messages and offers and uh, they were losing their um sort of the whole core concept of facebook which is you know keeping in contact with your contacts absolutely uh, and I, I mean i i'm you you use facebook a lot Mm. Or you lose, you use it more than I certainly do, and I, I, I got a bit frustrated. I, I guess there's two things that frustrate me. One, as you said, brands were overtaking it. You know that was always the stuff that was getting surfaced, and see this, see giving me content and, and like not in the right order. You know, especially yeah. it's more than Instagram. It, it gets oh, it winds me up. Still, Spacious. that's not changing. So no, e- but even it now really irritates me. I, it give me the option to change that. I know they I know they say that it improves you know social engagement and all that kind of stuff. And you, you know, they're surfacing the best content. But sometimes you know somebody will post like uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know, like like a, you know, build a Lego model, and they'll do it in like here's the five steps that I took, and you see the 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 fourth yep. one first, and then you see the second one, and then you see the first, and then the fifth, and the third. And you're yeah. like, that's that's ruined. It's right. Anyway, this I think is a good thing. Um, and Zuckerberg also, I liked that how this year he said um, he, he does like a challenge every year. And then like one year it was like I'll just I'll I'll only eat what I catch kind of thing. And there was another year about meeting people and doing things and reading a book a week and all this kind of stuff. This year it was to fix Facebook. Basically, he's going to be the CEO this year. He's, he's actually going to get back to Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and I think it's just the the, the I think there's a bit that they thought they had to compete with Twitter. And and had to get all the brands and newsy stuff, and the reality is they didn't. Oh, I think the like, the brands and the newsy stuff, I think, was purely based around they needed to get some money, and and quite frankly, uh, they were very maybe. successful at doing that. Maybe, but it's, it's, it doesn't feel you know. And the other thing, they've been Facebook, one of the most successful monetizations of all the social platforms. It does, but it feels quite tired to me. I, I don't know why. It just feels like I really. It's like I old. It just feels old and a bit tired. May feel I, old and tired, but nevertheless, they they are the ones making money from brands, and brands want yeah. to spend the money there. And brands are seeing the return from click throughs, and you know all those things. And you know, cost per click is is good uh, because you can focus it down to a particular user type. So for brands, it's great, but that they, they've been a victim of the success of that, really. Um, but they're also um, focusing on high-quality, trustworthy news sources as well. So that's been another big topic, obviously, with all the fake news and misinformation, you know, and things like that going around. Well, Zuckerberg's come up forward and said we're going to deal with that by effectively ranking news organisations for their um, for how high-quality that news is. And that's going to be socially derived in sort of, um, I, I think... How are they going to do it? Some some sort of questionnaire or something like There's that? There's a questionnaire, saying? but the, and the first questionnaires came out yesterday, and they're, they're a bit weak sauce, to be honest. It was like you know two questions, and do you trust this? Yes or no? And and there was a couple other, you know, it was one other question with like four choices. It it's a like, hard one for them to manage though, because it's it's asking people to censor. They they are censoring the news. They're censoring it, and I wonder how much it can get gamed by. You know, so like you know, will fake profiles be able to game it and force you know, you know, will, will an untrustworthy source be you know via questionnaires be seen as a trustworthy source and vice I guess versa? So... You know, could somebody you know could the be you know could 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 easily a, a you know a, a 
you know, I read it, you know, thread just say, everybody, when you see this, make sure it's, you know, voted down. You know, so BBC is classed as non-trustworthy and Daily Mail is trustworthy. You know, it's... I guess their their argument, though, is that, you know, things can be gamed more just by, or not even gamed, they're just socially... Uh, the the you know clicking that like button doesn't mean something is right or trustworthy, but that no. got the exposure that they were looking for. So maybe this just adds that other layer. And yes, you're right. I'm sure we're going to see something like that. There's going to be people, but hopefully, because of the sheer numbers, the number of people that would say read a Reddit post and and get something marked as untrustworthy is far less than the number of people that would really rate a you know a, a proper organization. I mean. First thing I'm going to do... No, I'm not going to say that. Right, let's... Uh, <laughs> uh, Eurosport as well. Um, Facebook is, has hired the Euro, Eurosport chief exec. Um, it's, it's, I'm just trying to think of... Basically, I've seen, Eurosport's been in the news a couple of times recently, but this is, this is an interesting one. So Facebook's hired this guy um, who uh, did a good job uh, when he was uh, working at Eurosport to get... I think he got the Olympics across the whole of Europe uh, on the yeah. platform. Which has uh, been, been when you think about the UK, it was a big thing because BBC for years have had it, and I know mm. they have. I think they've kind of sold it back to BBC so they can still do, you know, like. So they're not, you know, yeah. So BBC is still going to show it on the. But it's yeah. it's it's still a, it was a big thing because everybody just thought BBC will get it, and then it was like, no, you just yeah. got it, and you're like, wow, that's that's a huge huge thing, and uh, you know, which is not necessarily a good thing from BBC's point of view and from the UK point of view, because our coverage of the Olympics was second to none. It was absolutely awesome. Oh, so hopefully it, they'll continue yeah. that yeah. in Eurosport, but you know that's that's yet to be seen. Um, but yeah, he's me, he's moved across to Facebook. Yeah, and for me, this is just the you know, so so we know Netflix and we know Amazon you know, and what they're doing around Prime. Um, Apple are obviously launching a, some sort of TV channel this year because I think they have now, they have now bought or optioned eight or nine TV series in mm. the last sort of five to, you know, nine weeks. So it's like every week there's another deal or two getting announced, you know, some, you know, some big names there. Um, and it's just clear, I mean, there's, there's lots of talk that Amazon are going to try and bid for one of the Premier League packages that are coming up. And the feeling is this is too early for Facebook to bid for one of the Premier League and packages but it's just the money i think the premier league are going to get from this from the from the new deal looks to be huge because the tech people or the tech companies well, that's where the money lives and they're saying we have we've got money um, yeah. and that's why you're seeing bt and sky teaming up so much you know they have all of a sudden yeah. you know they've they've done their deal that that each other can see each other's platforms and it looks like they're trying to you know we can't they can't afford you know to go too much higher than what they're currently paying but equally they can't afford uh, to lose you know, it the advertising platforms and the where the money is landing now is in the social platforms. It's not on the TV shows. So it's, yep. you know, their, their money is drying up, uh, going to social. Um, I did see Eurosport also going, I've saw them advertise as a prime add on now. So on your Amazon account, you can actually now view Eurosport. I think that's, that's why, I, you know, they seem to be everywhere at the moment. They, this, you know, the Olympic deal, this, um, this, facebook sort of moving in on their executives and also this amazon showing eurosport so eurosport arriving in different places and again weakening things like sky's platform things like virgin platform because the more places you can go and get all these channels the less you have to be locked into a particular provider um so yep interesting stuff and Um, and, and, see from your perspective can you see yourself moving to like solely an amazon or solely a netflix or solely an apple or do you feel you're always going to need something else. I, I don't know. I, I seem it seems like 
of all the propositions that I've got now at my disposal, and I quite like having multiple propositions. I don't mind that. It'd be nice if they were all pulled together, but Sky is becoming a weaker and weaker angle than that, and it's it's certainly an expensive one. So, uh, you know, it, it costs me most, and I get probably least out of it. Um, and I, I'll have to make that assessment, and lots of people will make that assessment. Um, um, with And things are changing rapidly. You know, Netflix are seeing massive return on the fact that they've put investment in and they're getting more users out. So they're, they're yeah. seeing more coming in than going out, which is showing yep. that their model works. And I think, I mean, that's why I think my Sky, I've, I've kind of dropped some news today, you know, just on, on that very thing. Yes. So they have said that they're going to try and end the satellite dish or not. That's not true. They have said that they will be offering users a, a way of not having to have a satellite dish. Um whether it'll be a slightly reduced prospect or, or uh, you know, slightly done slightly differently, I don't know yet. And I don't think the details are there yet. But they're saying that with a box and an internet connection, you'll be able to have your sort of Sky service. And certainly the new Sky Q box does a lot of that anyway. Hidden behind the scenes, a lot of the UHD content is all uh, downloaded to your box um, uh, as a, you know, that's how it's displayed up rather than streaming over their, their you know, precious broad, you know, bandwidth i guess um so yeah they're they're seeing that you know the internet is the way forward and they're now adjusting their proposition to to meet that but still box focused so they're not just saying this is a login it's a little bit still you know they're trying to keep people locked in there i guess yeah and i guess there's a two and protect bits, their so, content yeah so what they're saying is that you, you you know from some point this year and i think what they're going to do is it's going to start in italy and then austria and then uk you know, later this year or maybe even next year. So it's almost like smaller markets dipping the toe in to say, don't need a dish anymore. You can get all our channels, you know, online. But they're also talking about cheaper streaming. So they're talking about a now TV streaming service with a stick. Mm. Um, and and also, I think something they hadn't done before, but they've realised, because Netflix took a while to do this, then Amazon did, but the fact, the ability to actually download, you know, so it's not just streaming, but actually be able to save it so you can watch it on a flight or save it so you can watch it, you know, whenever. And that's been a real problem with the Sky service is that even their mobile exactly. service only works within the geographic bounds. It, as soon as you leave geographic bounds, you cannot watch that content, even if you have downloaded it. So it was kind of a real disappointment for a lot of people uh, that, you know, even though you could download things onto your tablet, you couldn't actually watch them as soon as you left the UK, which is, seemed really silly and seemed pointless. But this sounds like it will allow you to actually watch that content on this now stick in different places when you take it abroad but i'm not 100 percent on that yet yeah so i think i think it's just it's it's uh, they're, they're a big behemoth um and they're having to they're having to fight you know netflix and amazons and obviously they see apple come along and the moves as we've just talked about with facebook you know and don't forget you know google's there as well there's just so many big you know players now for tv um and it's like you say the, the sky proposition feels expensive for what you get now yeah but I, but i don't think i would drop it yet no, but the problem is that the quality, even with the Sky Box, the quality is actually not necessarily as high as the streaming services. So you no, know, as long as no. once you activate the UHD services that you get from Amazon and, and Netflix, the Sky Boxes, the you know, the content is then because it's you know streamed with, uh, you know, it's it is compressed. Um, it doesn't look as good. So no, the four K four K Amazon and and you know Netflix does look really good yeah it looks and uh, and even you know itunes you know i've got a few itunes 4k movies now and they look tip top gonna need 
big broadband connections to watch all this new content and the government has come along and said right we're going to make uh, minimum speed a legal right of our uh, consumers in the uk um but they have only set it to 10 megabits per second and that's only by 2020 so it's pretty low <laughs> it's pretty low uh area but this is a right of anyone living anywhere in the uk and that's why there's a fairly low threshold here because when someone lives on the top of top of snowdonia it's hard to get them a good internet connection. So this does give them a legal right to complain if they don't have one. Um, but it's, you know, from a technical point of view, it's it's not really even the bare minimum. What By 2020, you'd expect the bare minimum to be higher. What they are saying is that they can obviously raise that as, as technology gets better and as that person on top of Snowden here can actually get a faster connection, they can, they can raise that figure. So... I'm happy that they are thinking along those lines. Um, I don't know what the outcome will be if they can't get that connection. I don't know who, you know, do we sue the government? What? I don't know how it works, but um, probably nothing really will come of it. But it's an intention which I like. It's not going as far as I think they should be pushing. But then again, uh, that that's pretty normal, I'd say. Yes. Um, and I must admit, I've... It's back to it's that bit of my brain that says what are unambitious, you know, a lot of politicians are. Um, but at the same time, you know, I know the challenge of trying to deliver something like this would be huge. You know, if you said if, you, if people if you said it was fifty, you know, rather than ten, it would be like, well, you're not going to do it. And, you know, and right now, ten megabits per second, you can stream content and you can use, you know, general services. Well, you so could, you could you'd be able to stream iPlayer. You wouldn't be able to get four K. So that's what we found out recently that that I think there's I think it's a thirty meg. Um, You'll be able to stream 4K, speed. but you could download it, and you know. So. Uh, yeah, so you would have to, you know, buffer for you know maybe a you know twenty minutes, half an hour, and then you could probably watch the film, you know, something like that, you know. So, so it's not a great, it's but I mean, it's it's fine as far as if you're running a business and you your your business is not moving around big assets through the internet, it's actually just dealing with the internet as far as maybe running a, a shop or you know having being able to be contact with like email or just a slow connection to your you know email server at work or whatever that would do it it would cover that and and yeah. i guess that's step one step and one it's, uh, it's still tell it's the haves and haves nots it's back to the I know, i'm on about a three and a half gig patch coming out you know every week for PUBG right now and it comes mm. in about four or five minutes yes and and I guess if I was on 10 meg, that's a couple of hours, probably. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a different world again, and we get very used to having our high-speed yeah. side. So anyway, there we go. Um, BT have launched a product that guarantees minimum speeds, um, two of its services. They're going to guarantee a minimum of 100 megabits per second, um, saying that if it drops below that, I think it's four times a year, then there's uh, you, know, you get re- refunded. I don't know how that... I don't know how, quid. how much, sorry? 20 quid. So what they've said is if it drops below that speed, and I don't know if it's you have to, I, I think I, I saw somewhere saying that you have to do a speed test and have proof, but if it goes down, you know, four times across a year, and again, I don't know if the, you know, is if I measure, if I do a speed test now, do I need to wait a day before I do another one? Is it over a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, there'll be some, there'll be some Weasley words in there, but, um, you know, it's, it's more expensive. 
but they are saying they're, they're guaranteeing some speeds on they're it. talking 55 and 60 quid ish so we're talking and yeah. the service is rated at 152 megabits bits per second and 314 megabits per second um, and they're also in very very select places and they're fiber-based services so uh, 46 locations max at the moment that these things are rolled out to uh, but if you're if you don't believe a standard service can give you that consistency um and would like that twenty pound compensation if if something goes wrong, then this, you know, is it, you know that's their sales that's their sales point basically. Um, I think most internet providers worth their salt um, would offer you some compensation if you repeatedly had internet dropouts anyway. Virgin do, <laughs> but you have to ask for it. So if you phone yeah. up and ask, they will, you know, the help desk will, you know, if you said I've, I've, you know, I've been out today and I want compensation, they can, I think the immediate help desk can process up to a day. They're authorised to do that. And if you feel you want more, they put you through to a management team who can authorise more. So and if you ask for it, they'll say, do it. It's more like this is a marketing ploy just to say they're pretty confident this is a consistent service mm-hmm. and, you know, that's what makes it sell because, you know, you get that. And I think it's I think it's good to see those speeds. You know, it's like the as I said, I'm I'm like the last speed test I did it was around about two twenty. Um so it's like, you know, you do you do get used to having that speed. While we were away, major flaws found in Intel processors. This was a massive news story. It comes in the wake of all these other things that we've been having recently. But this was so all that Wi Fi issue. So the this is an issue that's been around in Intel processes since uh, 95. And it, it turned out it wasn't just a problem with Intel processes in the end. Um, no, it applies to, you know, so um, AMD um, suffer from it, um, ARM chips suffer from it. So the it's fairly it widespread. It was pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, it's, pretty, it's basically, you know, if you've got a, a Windows machine, Mac and Linux, um, are all are all you know affected by it? So iOS this, devices are affected by it. Browsers so, are affected by it. Uh, browsers allowed a loop into it, didn't they? I think. Yeah. You know, so the, it's a. So it was a now, really interesting that uh, these things are all coming up now um, mm-hmm. in, in this yeah. world where we're suddenly hearing lots. This is my cynical mind, maybe. But in the news where we're hearing that Russia might becoming a, a more and more, you know, according to them, more and more security risk and, and companies abroad and uh, sorry, and organizations abroad are, are seeing um, big hikes in um, the amount of cyber you know, security threats that they're facing. Suddenly, flaws and defects in, you know, core elements of computers are suddenly being fixed um, and being found. Uh, I don't believe that these weren't known about. And I think they're being fixed now because they, the governments around the world, believe them to now be more of a threat to their security than leaving them open, which allows them to to make use of those weaknesses. We know that the the security agencies use weaknesses that they know about to to get information that they need. Um, I guess they're thinking this is now too big a hole to leave unsupervised. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think. Well, is that cynical? I, is that well? Or do you think that's likely? I don't. I don't think nobody has known about this for twenty-two years. I just. I can't. I can't believe that. Um, I don't think companies have deliberately left it open. You know, I don't think it's like something Intel knew about this and has repeatedly not done anything about it. I think it's. Uh, you know, it's too widespread in my head anyway. To you know, to you know, have been deliberately left. 
Um, and I know the the guy in the team that found it, who was, was a guy from Google and there's a number of others, found it all last year. We had to sign NDAs to give companies time to patch it. Um, and I think I think that's the, the worst thing about it. So the patches have come out, you know, and some of them, you know, is a small performance hit, others that's fairly significant performance hit. Um, we're talking seen, up to 30 percent in some cases yes and even some of the cloud services i've seen a little bit higher as well um some of the um, early intel and microsoft patches um have had to be withdrawn because they were causing crashes um, and the guy behind <clears throat> um, linux he was scathing the other day on just how bad the intel patches are and um, just say they're not addressing the issues um, and even seemingly the new intel chips that come out this year um <laughs> They're going to have a BIOS option to enable the protection, but by default will be disabled, which mm. just seems. And I think it's all they're all they're all scared of the performance hits that are. That I guess are, in their world that that's too big, and for the consumers, maybe the reality of the threat that these these issues pose are very you know limited. If you are a big organization, you'd be stupid not to implement them. If you're just a home user, maybe they're thinking. Yeah, does a home user need to hit have this hit of the performance until we can figure out a way of building processes that don't take the performance hit? Yeah, um, and there's two know. bits to this. There's the meltdown bit, which there are some exploits. You know, there's there's not known exploits out there, but it's easily demonstrable. You know what can happen. Um, you know, so there was some <clears throat> videos going around of just somebody you know, typing their password and somebody just grabbing that password. You know, it's it's as it's, it's clear as that. Um, and it's, as as we said, you know, the, there's some JavaScript um, backdoors into it as well. So browsers are now being patched. And I think it's just it's just the way the world's going to be that the, the, everything's going to become more secure and more locked down. You know, and we'll see other, I guess we'll see things that we take for granted maybe starting to suffer as well. You know, some of the you know interoperability we see between, you know, you know browsers and operating systems. And you'll be like, ooh, that doesn't yeah. work anymore. So, yeah, fun times. Security coming a bit too late for Carphone Warehouse, who, after their 2015 hack, we talked about this ages ago, obviously. Um, they, they covered it all up a bit, and they basically, the regulator looked into it all, and the data watchdog has handed them a fine of £400,000. So their maximum, the ability they've got to actually fine is half a million, so 500000 Um And they didn't quite reach that bit. They said for someone of the size of Carphone Warehouse, they should have been paying far more attention to the security of their, their customers' data. Uh, and they had multiple inadequacies and, uh, and and basically it was unacceptable. So they have been fined very nearly the maximum amount, but not quite um, you know I guess that's an indication that you know I don't know how much they would have gained out of running these cheap servers <laughs> as opposed to to pay more attention whether it would have cost them more than 400 grand to actually get it sorted maybe so they're probably still quids in yes I mean some of the I didn't read the report it was a, it was a big long report but there was a there was a tweet thread that a journalist put together that said if you're an enterprise IT just please read this and it just highlighted the kind of 10 or 12 failings that they had, you know, just, you know, daft things. And it was like, yeah, you know, that's, you know, there was just some, there was some basic stuff in there that, that you know, may may or may not have helped or prevented, but it was like, yeah, that's, it's back to, if there's something, you know, if a hack like this happens, it is highly, highly embarrassing. Yeah. You know, well, and, it should, and, and it should be, but I, I think there's been so many of them, it's actually less embarrassing because of the dearth of them. <laughs> it's actually it's, taken off the pressure. We all we all take it for granted. Yeah. Nobody, I, I'm amazed that some people just go really, 
Yeah. It's it's just like it's almost like uh identities have gone almost. Yeah. It's gone. Echo Spot got released. This isn't that long ago. <laughs> Slowly coming up to more recent news. Um, this was the, the, the basically the little circular device that has a little screen and a little camera on it. It's designed that you can put it, say, by your bedside and it can act as your alarm clock. Uh, it has a camera so you can do inter, inter Echo device calls and things like that. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it looks, it's a nice device. We quite liked it when it first got came out i think it's 130 odd quid something yeah, like that so this, i think this has been out for is it maybe about sort of four months or something in america so it's just but, it, but this... it wasn't that long in the uk was it it was no well this it was announced last week and today i think is the first day you can buy it oh, yeah yeah yesterday so you can pre-order it last week and it was shipping yesterday um i actually think as it looks like if i had a bit of spare cash i'd maybe do it but then it's just you end up in abundance of tech that's all I, I I looked at it. I thought it'd be nice to have one of those, but actually, I've got no use for it. I've got no use for a little screen that size. I don't want it sat on my bedside table. I don't want to call anyone with it. It's not going to be a sensible thing to actually watch anything on a screen that big. So, I have no particular need for it. But I do like the fact that it exists. You just want to say Alexa broadcast while you're sitting in bed, and it videos you. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, as much as I would want to do that, I don't think anyone would want to see it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there you go. So there you go. It's nice. It looks like a nice device. I haven't really read any reviews of it, um, but it's just, it's another feather in their home kit type bow, isn't it? GoPro has pulled out of the drone business while we've been away. Um, so they had some issues with their um, drone, their Karma drone, and they had to do a recall on it. And basically, they didn't sell enough of them, even though they were fairly high up in the actual sales figures. It really wasn't. Uh, lots of a very small market is, is still not very much. Um, yeah, basically, they they pulled out saying that they, they weren't getting enough money out of it. Uh, and they're struggling in general, potentially. They're, you know, obviously the recall and, and the, the poor sales of that device have, have hit their sales figures. Uh, and generally speaking, they're being hit by just the sheer number of uh, cheap action cameras that are out there that do a really good job. Uh, it used to be GoPro did a you know a nice package, but actually people hooked onto that. And, and people are doing a probably a better job than GoPro, certainly of keeping the costs low. Um, yeah. their devices and from far from being the 150 200 quid devices that gopro started at they are now 600 700 quid you know you can buy a nice decent camcorder for those kind of prices nowadays so um yeah no absolutely i mean the fact that the this announcement they also said you know we're cutting cutting lots of jobs and also the hero black the hero six black you know we'll cut a hundred dollars off it, you know and that's that's their, that for, I mean, that's their key key product well, yeah it? and it's just as you say there's too many so there's, there's too many other big brands competing at that same or cheaper price and there's too many rip-off brands i'm saying rip-off not as in you know they're, they're ripping them off but it's just you know far cheaper brands that are um you know you know not even half price maybe even less and it's hard to tell the difference and it's hard to tell, certainly hard to tell the difference and they all fit gopro housings exactly. or, or and that was the thing points. about gopro you could buy a gopro and it had all these different housing options it's like well I'll tell you what we'll just do the same and you can just yeah. go and buy all the gopro housing options yeah so they, you... they're hooking into all that market so they've they've been a victim of their own success of the market um but they haven't been able to keep their prices in line with other people that's that that's their big down point and it looks like they're hawking around for a sale so it looks like they're trying to find somebody to buy them and i think that the struggle it's still I've got such with a big that name is, you would expect them to be able name. to find someone to buy it 
Yeah, but maybe maybe people are looking at them and saying, why would we buy that? Mm, but it is a big name. You know, it's, it's another one of those high street names. And people talk about having a GoPro when it's not, it's like, you know, like Hoover and stuff. It's, it's that kind of, yeah. you know, oh, I see you got a GoPro. No, it's actually not. But yeah, fine. I know what you mean. How's your new Nokia? Anyway. Maverick Air DJI Ultra Portable drone has been released. So you like your drones. Is this uh, floating your boat? Um, I have not used my drone yet. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, so, so the Mavic Pro came out about 18 months ago and I thought that is a, that is a, a great drone because it let you do the 4K, it had all the gimbal and it was so much better than the Phantom size. Then they brought out the little Spark and I was like, oh, it's 1080p and it's, it was all right, but it was a lot cheaper. It was like 500 quid or whatever. And this is, this is like 750 or 769 in the UK. Um, you know, it comes with battery. And it comes with the controller, comes with all the bits you need. And I just think the size is, I mean, it's when it's, it's folded It's just up, a bit bigger than a big phone when it's folded. Yeah. It's really and that, compact. And, and, that, and that to me is like, you're now, and it can do the 4K, it's got all the other smart things you need, it's got all the avoidance you need. And to me, that is now the size where that does fit in the backpack and you, you wouldn't really notice it. Exactly what I was thinking. You, that is, you know, the size of a drinks bottle or less. You know, yeah. you can whack that on a walk and, and if you don't use it, you don't use it. If, with the old ones, it was like you had to take a backpack specifically to hold the drone yeah, in it. And, yeah. And so I've got a little mini backpack that, see, if I'm doing like a kind of walk around Glasgow and I want my, my Fuji, so I've got an XT2, and I'll, and I'll put a couple of lenses in it, including the big 100 to 400. And if I could put a couple of lenses in it and not put the 100 to 400 lens in, which is a big beast, but put a drone in it. Yep. And, but, and be walking around. I mean, it, say, it, I reckon this is probably hitting the sweet spot of where it needs to go, but yeah. 769 is an awful lot of money for that experience. It, 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 it still is. Um, Shaq's bought one. The, um, <laughs> and he went for, there was, there was like an air, I think it's called like an air plus or an air pack because the, the, the pack actually brings in another two batteries and it's, if you fly if you've flown any drones that's the one thing you need you need batteries because you only get 20 minutes yep. the mavic pro it was half an hour but even it's like you're you need more than that you know you need by the time you get up and around and you, you scout around and see what you're going to do your battery's done i still know, i feel it's a bit like you know the vr headsets i think there's there's an element of i've seen we thought it was going to explode but I think with all the regulation talk around Absolutely. the news articles and the fact that the prices are still pretty high, I think it's, people get it's the cooled kicks. cooled it, hasn't it? Just I, put a little coolness yeah, on it. I think people have get, are getting their kicks out of much cheaper, smaller, throwaway almost devices um, that it isn't this massive investment. And they can, you know, most people, uh, maybe a bit like yourself, you, you use it loads to start with. You think I'm going to use this forever. You and don't. then it, it just tails away. And actually yep. you think, well, I could have got that same kick out of a, a smaller device that was just holding a, a, a small, you know, camera and just... And it's, it was a portability. It, it yep. kills it for me. You know, I <clears throat> to, to to use or to, to take mine out, I need a, a huge big backpack. Yeah. And um, and I think that's the, that is the thing I'd be interested to see, there, where the smaller size does, you know... And I think even, you know, I wouldn't bother flying it around cities. It just becomes too much a hassle, you know. Yeah. So, and, you know, there's a whole, as I said, it's just all the other things have kind of cooled it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, um, see in a couple of weeks when Shaq gets his. Yep. I'd love to see one. Love to play with the one. I just don't want to own one. Uh, yeah, well, you're up in, you're up in Scotland. Yep. Later in the year. Maybe. So no doubt. <laughs> what do you mean, maybe? Maybe we'll see. No, maybe I'll see one. Oh, I thought you meant maybe you'll be up. No, I'm definitely up. It's like I've got your kilt looked out now. 
I hope it's the Hutchinson Titan. Uh, Xbox. Well, it's not the dick. Xbox, <laughs> not the dick. No. Xbox Game Pass is uh, is going to include uh, Xbox. Sorry, Microsoft first party titles. So this is the Microsoft uh, subscription based gaming service. Uh, currently, it's you know got hundred odd titles, but random games across you know various providers. They change over time. Um, but they are saying that they are going to make sure all of Microsoft first party are going to be included in that package at release date. So uh, if you think that in the next year you're going to maybe buy a couple of Microsoft first party games, um, whatever that might be. So Crackdown is obviously one of the ones. There's the Sea of Thieves, which are the sort of two big ones currently, maybe a Halo game. If you think that that's going to happen in the next year, then it actually becomes better value to do the subscription service. Um, and that's kind of where they're aiming at. Uh, and then you get the tie-in of all the other games as well. So they're trying to hook you in that way. Uh, I I quite like it as a proposition. It certainly interests me more than <clears throat> just the um, old games. I, I've had a couple of subscription services. I did the EA service. I did a, you know, before and I've done um, <clears throat> another service. And you just, initially you think, oh, wow, I've got all these games I can go and play. But actually, most of them you just never end up installing or playing. No. The, the new games don't interest me. Sorry, the old games don't interest me at all. Uh, I I do the EA one purely because I was I was I was I was buying the kind of FIFA every year yep. and, and not really playing it, and and I cannot really play it from a you know paying eighteen quid a month, <laughs> you know, an eighteen quid a year, sorry, and and pick it up, you know, eight months later, and I get a, my little kind of two or three weeks of FIFA kick and a little bit of Madden, you know, and I I actually I I get value from it for the this. This is really, a, I don't know, a, a bold move. You yeah. know, so I, 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 Xbox or Microsoft, sorry, have done some bold moves. You know, their hardware But, they, but that, they had to because they're in such a weak position, basically. They are, you know, because, uh, you know, PlayStation has massively outsold them. Um, the gaming library in PlayStation is massively better. Nintendo's come along and massively outsold everybody else last year. And again, the gaming library they've got in the Switch is fantastic. And and you look at the games it's, on Xbox. Yeah, if you think about if you if struggle. you think about total size of the library versus number of sheer number of massive hits, Nintendo are winning this <laughs> everything so far. I'd, I'd, it's, it's unbelievable. But, yeah. but going, been, so this year, as you said, there's Sea of Thieves, there's Crackdown, um, and again, I was I was I was probably odds on to get Crackdown unless it gets poorly reviewed. And I think it could get poorly reviewed. It's been delayed, yeah, yeah. and I think the and first delayed, person who saw delayed. it didn't particularly <laughs> like it, and so you know. And the old one, the first one we loved, the second one we didn't. You know, it's yeah. Sea of Thieves is um, one that that for me is kind of snuck under the radar, but it's getting lots of buzz. It's out in a kind of preview beta release right much now. more buzz than i thought it was going to as well actually yeah like i i expected this to be a complete flop of you know a game that's with so big ambitions that it actually when it comes to delivering it you just ended up doing nothing but actually you know, people are saying there's lots to do and yeah it's quite so fun. it's 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 maybe one that um certainly the fact it's out on a kind of you know you can just go and try it it's probably worth a shot and then every year you get your Forzas, you know, so every year there's either a Horizon or a Forza, so mm-hmm. that's a first party. Yep. Um, so, you, 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 I, I, you know, I, I guess there's, there's, there's rumours that we'll, we'll see a Halo this year, I just can't see it. You know, I would have thought they would announce No, I don't think year. we'll see that. They've got the championships again this year, so they're, yeah. they're not going to be so, pushing but a new still, If you're going to buy a couple of games a year from Microsoft, and they do tend to release a couple of games a year, um, this it makes sense to actually go the, the subscription route. Yep. Nintendo shocked everyone with uh, releasing a set of cardboard toys. <laughs> so this is to go with a Switch. Um, it's basically, it's just, I mean, again, it's just out of the mind of Nintendo, basically. The, you buy a flat pack of cardboard um, construction kits 
and into those construction kits you slot your Nintendo Switch and its controllers and then via the gaming and via the way that the controllers sit inside these these sort of cardboard constructions you can control little mini games on on the console so they can you know it's it's little things like you can build a little camera and then you use that camera then to use in the mini game or you build uh, i think there's it goes up to a, a full-size kind of robot kit <laughs> yeah you can wear a ro- robot kit and it's and the robot kit had like string connecting bits and it was all moving pieces it was like it wasn't just like bits of cardboard <laughs> so there's some really good sort of if you you know I, how robust these things are this is that's probably going to come into question and how long they actually last but from a from a kid's imagination point of view and even let's say adult's imagination i love the idea i think it's great i think it's clever and you can see it being a massive Christmassy type hit, uh, just that whole sit down and make and then play with, and and the engineering side of things of how how do all these things hit to, you know hitch together and and you know they, they did look interesting and uh, I you know I loved this idea and people and it really sparked the imagination of other people, journalists journalists have generally loved it yeah and, and, and I, I thought it was yeah I thought it was great and it was, it was almost like only Nintendo could do this and only Nintendo could make this work you know it's just and, and there was some articles that said 40 years ago they, they were selling cardboard toys and kits very similar to this mm. and it's just amazing how you know it's it's moved on you know so they're, they're doing the same again but just the, the you know by able to use the Joy-Cons all the integration I'd, oh, I loved it even the video at first I thought it's a bit Mickey Mouse and then the kits got more complex yeah. than the video and then you saw people playing it, and then you saw people customizing it because yeah. they encourage you to paint and do your own thing. Yeah. And like that is, you know, it's Nintendo like ding, ding, thinking ding. outside the box by getting involved with boxes. Yeah, there you go. it's clever stuff. Um, HQ, this is a trivia app that you've been banging on about for ages now. So this was I've, in a US. I've mentioned it to you twice. <laughs> it was a US only uh, Jesus thing, Christ. basically where you could just sign up. You get entered into a quiz and they do things like having live hosts sometimes. Um, but basically, it's a general knowledge quiz. And there's a big prize at the end of that quiz. Uh, can, depending on how many people actually win um, and answer the questions right, depends how much money you get on, on that share. But basically, it's almost a money for nothing if you sit and play these these HQ quizzes. It was only US. Now it's been brought to the UK. Um and, and, what, and what that means is, so as a UK person, I could play the US version. Anybody could play but there was obviously lots of US questions, mm. you know, like who, who won the Baseball World Series, you know, three yeah. years ago. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, you're and, a bit you know, out of that one. Yeah. So what they're doing now is UK specific ones, as well as you can still join American ones. Yeah. So the American ones are tend to be eight and two, eight UK time for an afternoon game in America. And it's like 2 a.m. in the morning. Yep. There's no UK games. It's like three in the afternoon and nine o'clock at night. And say so the the big hook is that there are cash prizes on hand. It's it's a big social thing. Um, you know, I I'm still skeptical about this. Uh, it's got some big people behind it, so maybe I shouldn't be. But it, you know, it's a, it's money for nothing. So they're looking to sell your data. I'm sure they'll be doing something in there. They're, this is certainly a land grab at the moment because their top prizes around just over seven thousand uh, pounds. But you know, you're likely to be, have to share that. But so you're looking yeah. at seven pound to fifteen pound kind of payout average. Yeah, if you, some, if you some, I mean, some of the games haven't been won, so it rolls over. And there's other ones that's going to be like, you know, like three people, you know, share like, a, you know, a thousand dollars. You know, so, it's, you, can so get you, you keep involved and it does work. And um, you can yeah. see how it sparks the imagination, but you you don't get money for nothing. No, you, you don't. And I'm sure I'm sure what they're looking for is somebody to, you know, acquire the whole thing. 
you know, and and you know, make it some sort of exclusive, or they're looking for the, at some point they'll bring advertisers in, like like every yeah, of course they will platform. You know, there'll be something that says you know we are now getting. I mean, it was like there was a couple of American games I joined. There's a million people playing, and yeah, it's like amazing. Yeah. yeah, and that and that kind of viewership, big you know, TV channels live off a lot less than that. So yep, yep, absolutely. Um, just interesting story. Apple they've pledged pledged to use well to. to have 350 billion investment in the u.s economy over the next five years some of that will be repatriating some of their money that they've got stuck abroad um but basically they're also saying they're going to build another campus um they're i just find it interesting they're doing it um within the trump administration um i guess who knows maybe they've been given a the nod that they can bring some of this money back without the the you know we'll rather do it now otherwise it's going to be worse for you in the future kind of thing so um it's an interesting thing they're going to build another campus they've only just built one do they really need it it's just it, they've certainly got more money than i think they know really what to do with they're building another campus i think the, the campus one's maybe slightly puzzling because obviously they're building this big huge you know the big huge space thing apple park thing yeah, yeah. Um, and some people are they're talking about this other campus, but they've got multiple campuses all around the world. Yes, um, you know, so it's you know, this is just saying we're going to build one more in America, basically. Yeah, so they run a lot of help desks and stuff like that, and support desks. Um, I, I think the thing that's interesting is obviously, yeah, it's under the Trump administration. There's some sort of deal being cut that they can repatriate this and 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 get a well, special neither of them is stupid. It makes Trump look like he is business focused, and it makes. And if, if Apple get a tax break on it, then then great. But that, that's why, you know, I know Apple weren't necessarily keen on, on a Trump administration, but maybe they're just seeing this as their last way of getting some of their money back without being, you know, yeah. properly, you know, disincentivized from yeah. doing that. Because it, it is an awful then, lot of money they've got sitting there. They've got, you know. Well, it did spark the, the usual that, that surely they're going to buy Netflix or Tesla. You know, just to, you know, it's so much money. You know, and it is so much money, but I think somebody said they reckon Tesla would cost about two hundred not Tesla, um Netflix it would be like a two hundred billion buy. And wow. it's like, wow. Yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, 'cause we touched we touched on, you know, T V earlier. You look at Disney, you know, so all of a sudden you're going to see all Disney and Marvel films disappear from Netflix. Mm. You know, so there's going to be a whole other, you know, because you're going to launch their own streaming service and it's just going to, it's it's going to be all these yeah. Oh you know, it's all these little islands and it's going to be like which one do you want to pick? Yeah. HomePod is going to start shipping. This is Apple's HomePod going to start shipping February 9th. This is their home speaker system. It's going to have Siri involved. And it was designed around having a higher quality speaker that could pair. You could have more than one if you wanted. But basically, Home Assistant with with better speaker. We since see Google come out with its proposition. Apple had to delay this one. They said it wasn't going to be ready when they initially said it was going to be ready. But now it is looking like they're getting close. So only a couple of weeks out. No, it's um, all the bollocks. This is the worst. This is the worst thing Apple have done in years. So, the, so I'm annoyed about this. And, I, and, and so a couple of things. So last, last, <laughs> wind him up. Woo! Let him go. <laughs> I do, I do like to surprise you with the things that annoy me. It's like, but but they announced this at WWDC. Um, they demoed this alongside um, uh, an Echo and a Sonos, um, and they said. And they said, "Well, we're going to delay it, and and but here's but here's these nice new things it's going to do. So it's like do the multi-room thing, and it's going to sound amazing, and you know your AirPlay too. And then they've said this week, yeah, it's coming out. You know, tomorrow you can pre-order it. it comes out in two weeks' time, but none of the things that we talked about last year you can do. It's a speaker, and um, even worse, you can't even use your own music on it. You have to have an Apple Music subscription. 
So there's some, yeah. you know, it's just, it's so, ah, it's just, it's just such an annoying product for me. And, and like it's like, say, Google released their, their high quality speaker, which everyone says, again, is very, really good, good notch yeah. uh, and works in the same way. So they've kind of, by, by this delay, they've, they've kind of lost out again to this market yeah, which they're yeah. slow to get getting into and, and i've seen i've seen some of the typical apple defenders come out this week and fair enough there's a lot of people saying this is crap you know a lot of the apple people that that, that are really passionate about apple are saying this is crap there's a few come out and defend them saying they're not they're not competing with sonos they're not competing with you know amazon what they're competing with is bmw what they're competing with is really high-end speakers and it's like, no, they demoed it against the two speakers that they think they have competition with. It's got a bloody Siri logo on top if they for were, a reason. If they were competing against high-quality speakers, well, it's it's not met that either, you know? No, <laughs> it's, it's, and, that's, and that's the bit that's just like, no, this... So, and, and no doubt it'll come out and it'll sound really good and people will you know, enjoy it. Great. I, I just think it's a really flawed product. And I just, I, I expect better from Apple. Also expecting better from Apple were people when they heard that Apple was slowing down their old iPhones. Um Boy, oh boy! This 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 kicked up a. Ma- I mean, this was in the news for days on end. But basically, people did the investigation on devices and found that with some of the later releases of iOS, older phones were definitely being slowed down um, and throttled. So, went round the houses. Obviously, there's been conspiracies and talks like that for for months and slash years about whenever a new release gets put out on iOS, then old devices suddenly slow down. And was this to make people have to upgrade to the latest and greatest firm, you know, uh, phones and things? Um, so that all kind of got ignited by the this investigation, which kind of proved that the older phones were being slowed down. Um, Apple then did have to come out and clarify, and they said, yes, we do do this. Um, sorry we didn't tell you about that, um, but we do do this. And we do it to protect degrading uh, batteries and to keep them working uh, and basically peak peak flow of power. If a processor suddenly starts requesting lots of power from an old degraded battery, then it could cause crashes. So that's why we had to slow things down. Now, I don't know the details as to whether, do they slow it down based on model or is it purely based on age? I, I, I don't know roughly where they where we got to on that. So, so where it's ended up is they're only applying this to certain models. It's not all models, and it was basically to what they were trying to avoid. And were they doing an assessment based on the model number though, or were they like as is if you bought a a new version of an iPhone six, say, um, as in you bought it new in the shop, would that be throttled, or would it only be an iPhone six that is three years old that was being throttled? It's only an iPhone six if it was showing bad battery health. Yeah. So, it, so what they were trying yeah. to avoid was uh, your battery would say thirty yeah. percent, and you would I don't know you would start up a, a game, and it would instantly just shut down. Yeah, and what they were saying, and 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 then there was a battery. This was one of the podcasts to last year. The guy who spoke to a battery engineer at Apple, he obviously you know didn't want to be named and couldn't be named. And what he was trying to say was it's a chemical reaction that was trying that we've put a you know a scale around that all the companies do. It's a chemical reaction that we're putting a scale around. And it's never hundred percent. You know, it's never you're never hundred percent, and you're never zero. You're always trying to make an estimate based on the 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 kind of demand that's coming in and how much capacity and and you know and how much you can give based on that demand. And that's why sometimes it would say thirty percent, and it would just drop to zero. So what Apple were doing was saying, right, we can make this better. We can make it a better experience for the end user. I actually think what they were doing was the right thing to do. The, the mistake to me they made was was keeping quiet about it. They should yeah. have been. They should have been 
in bright light saying this is what's happening and um and but it's amazing what they were actually toggling down. They were they were changing the brightness of the screen. They were changing the volume of the speaker. They um, they changed a lot of CPU components down, and it was all to try and say we're still giving you good battery life and a good experience. It's just not as fast as it used to be. Yeah. Um, and now um, that they've come out, and I guess there's two things. So there's the they've come out and said as part of iOS 11.3, which is a preview just came out, but they're, they're you're going to see a battery health status, and you can also say, "Tell you what, I'd rather have full speed." So I'm surprised that they're doing that. You know, and again, that just shows you I think, how much of a misstep they've made around the communications around this. But the second thing they're doing is that the battery replacement used to be 79, and they've now reduced that. So I'm giving you UK pounds here, 79 pounds. It's now reduced it to 25 pounds, um, and I, I think that's really good. But they've said that's only for 2018, which I think is. It's bonkers. Yeah, if they can sell a battery for 25 quid, which I'm assuming is more towards cost, um, yeah. it just shows how that much has to be markup they have. Yeah. And the, the other thing they've said, so up until now, every iPhone, and I guess that's where a lot of Android users have always had to ding, saying, well, I can replace my battery. Even though they might, they might never did it, I can replace my battery, and, and iPhones can't. And, um, and, and Apple, in their statement, came out and said all rechargeable batteries are consumable components. And it's like, well, they're not because I can't bloody replace yeah, it. Yeah, because I'm not able to consume that. And, and if you're going to tell yeah. me that this year it's 25 quid, but, you know, January 1st, 2019, it goes back to £80, that's not going to wash. So I do think they've still got a... I think they've been challenged around this. They've been caught. It took them a number of days for it to come out. Because, as, as you said, every, every year... When a new iOS came out, people were saying this is deliberate. They're deliberately slowing my phone down, so I go and buy a new one. And that's that's what some people are saying. Let me either let me replace the battery, make it clear that my battery's not healthy. Because if I can spend thirty pounds and have a really good experience again, instead of spending seven hundred pounds on a new phone, the thing that's is, without without do. scrutiny as well, though, and without having say an option to turn it off, um, it's not clear. I mean, <laughs> without the scrutiny. Even if it's done for the right reasons, you might put less effort into pres- pres- you know preserving the performance of an old phone because what's the point of you making the effort to actually do that? You know where where they're chopping off speaker and where they're chopping off brightness and where they're chopping off the, this processor speed. They could probably spend a bit more investigation and money on optimizing that even further. But what's the point of them doing that? And without any scrutiny, when and with this invisible you know, features being put in that slow things down. There's no one there to tell you that actually they could do more. Or when I turn this feature off, what it actually means for me is I get still a much better experience and a much faster experience. And okay, it crashes if I'm below 30% and with a particular app, um, you know, at least I know that. And and I, I'm happy to take that thing. But so at least there's people keeping an eye on it now and maybe we'll see them actually trying to pr- prolong the, the, the life of a, an older phone with maybe a bit more efficiency there as well and it's also the, the, the bit that can always is interested me is if that original um if that original story hadn't come out you know this yeah it would still thing, be quiet i know but yeah it would still be 80 quid and yeah. and so so fair go. play to the guys at geekbench for actually you know looking at all the data and saying this isn't right yeah. something's happening here that we don't know about um, and then you know, and then people straight away were like, "No, don't be that." And then it was like, "Oh, actually, yeah, that's happening." 
Uh, like you say, the 11.3 preview is out and does have the battery status in there. So you can go and have a look at the status of your battery and turn on and off that feature of whether you want to curb it or not. Um, But they've also released some new Animoji. That's going to be a regular thing that we're going to hear about those blooming Animojis now. Uh, What do you mean blooming? They're the best thing ever. And the health record integration. Well, (laughs) say, but they've been done, Snapchat been doing it for years. So whatever, whatever. Um, yeah and health integration there as well so that's yeah there's quite a lot of updates in this one you know quite a lot of small little kind of tweaks throughout the whole os you know so there's better with the sharing better things in music there's better things in apple news you know so yeah so it'll be I, I won't bother with developer preview you know it's the kind of thing that i think you know six eight weeks it'll be out so that'll that'll do me Magic Leap um, has re- unveiled its augmented reality goggles. Um, so I don't know much of the history of this device, but these, so this is augmented reality. Was this, was this a Kickstarter or something along those lines? What, Magic Leap? Yeah. Where's no, that? so so Magic Leap has been, um, so as it says, the, 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 this has been in the background around three years and it's got the biggest amount of cash going from and you know an amazing amount of investors and there's loads of people that have that have seen it but had to sign ndas and 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 all basically said see when you see this you'll you'll know what true augmented reality is but then something built a lot of buzz yeah and and then and then there was a there was a kind of picture came out last year of the kit and and honestly it was like it was like something you would have made it was all all looking like crap and some people were saying this is this is going to be one of these firms that is, gets loads of buzz, is talked about, got loads of investment, and just never release anything. And um, so it was really really interesting to see them finally come out with a set of goggles, which looked horrendous. As in, as in, it, I mean, the article described them as an oversized cyberpunky goggle, and it, and, and it is. It's yeah, and the pictures that even their kind of their marketing pictures, they look a bit a bit uh, yeah. silly. They look very silly. And there's a there's a there's an external computer they call a light pack and um, but the, an SDK is supposedly coming, you know, early this year and so hopefully, um, and they're saying it will. They've not got a ship date or a price, but they're saying it will ship this year. So to me, it was like they finally come out with something just before Christmas, and actually it looks intriguing. And, and it's one of these things I would I would. It's a bit like the um, Microsoft ones, the Hololens. I was desperate to try them. I mean, I tried them. It is impressive. You know, it yeah. was one of those. It was like that. That is very, very nice. Uh, it's interesting that they did their preview with uh, Rolling Stone. So it kind of shows yeah. where they're heading with this market. They're not trying to, at this stage, pitch it to the geek community. Who they're trying to pitch it to end potential end users and see what they think about it. Technology community has a as a way of just you know writing things off really quickly. Um, when actually that we're not necessarily we may be early adopters but we're not the end consumer for products like this um so they're i mean they're saying all the normal things like you know you can have your augmented reality uh tv on the wall that stays in place as you kind of walk around um let's let's wait and see but i was interested to see that rolling stone they invited which means that maybe there are some weaknesses around some of the hardware uh they're saying that their little um device that hangs on your belt which actually does all the processing is 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 as powerful as a macbook pro or a you know some sort of um gaming kind of desktop well that on your belt is going to get pretty damn hot then 
Um, <laughs> I'm interested to see how that how that works because I, I certainly wouldn't want to carry around a laptop stuck to my thigh all the time if it's working that hard. And I think I think that's still the challenge round. So like a, like a Hololens, there's quite a lot to it, but it's like a mobile phone kind of CPU type, you know, and yes. mobile phone type battery. So you're getting, you know, so that, that gives you an idea in a very limited view. Yeah, because it's a so that that's the I still think that's what they're trying to compete with. You've either got a really you know fast compute unit, you know you know workstation, desktop, you know gaming PC, driving a headset via cable, or we'll see later this year wireless, or you you start to you know slim things down to make it fully portable. Let's yep. Yeah, let's see. Um, let's wait till some tech guys have had a chance to actually investigate and have a play. But maybe later this year, we'll see that. Um, we also had CES while we we're away. We always tend to do a CES summary. I don't think we're going to bother with a big one today. We've all been talking <laughs> about an hour, and, and generally speaking, all the assistants we're getting everywhere, like Alexa and Google, were stuffed into anything. Uh, augmented reality was a thing. Large TVs were a thing as ever. Nice spangly ones, but things that never seem to ever come out to the shops. Um, so you can never really buy them. And, and the kind of wares that they're pimping are, are so expensive at the moment that, you know, you have to be seriously loaded to be able to have them. But some of their, you know, some of the screens that they have there are truly incredible. That You know, dead thin OLED type pure blacks and all those kind of nice things that it would be really beautiful to have. But they're going to cost you, like, you know, a small car to own. Um, but we did see the HTV, HTC Vive Pro as well. That is um, basically a much improved headset. Um, and I think they, they had sort of portable packs as well. So you could actually take this thing portably um, around. But yeah, it was all pretty clever stuff. High resolution. Yeah, yeah so the resolution is almost double. Quality so it's not, yeah, so it's not 4K. Um, I don't remember seeing the pack. What I did see was there were sort of there's a Wi-Fi unit you can stick on your head, and it and it does some sort of Wi-Fi back to your base station. I think that's maybe what I was talking about then. Yeah, maybe. yeah, but it does make because that's one of the biggest things that certainly when we've used it, the the cable and being tethered yeah. gets in the way of the kind of you know the in-room experience, and if if that can disappear, I think it will really free it up. Yep. So there you go. That's CES. Well, we shortened that one off, didn't we? Uh, it's it's easy to dismiss CES nowadays because it is all about device. You know, it's, there's so many devices and things that actually it becomes hard to sort of digest it all. We do just easier to I, see which ones land and and last rather than having a look at all the things that are upcoming. I think the summary was excellent. I did um, share it in my blog last week. I kind of ten thousand word summary, not for me, but it was actually actually made quite interesting reading. It was a guy trying. was a guy used to being all about Microsoft, and he was trying to deep dive into, you know, what what you see there and what it actually means and where things are going. So, and that's good. that, and that's what that's the kind of analysis that CES needs. It needs someone to take that long view, and and we'll see that long view as time goes on. We just see which products land and see and see how they how they get on. All right, then. I think I'm going to call it at that point. I said it was going to only be 40, 50, 45, 50 minutes, actually. We've managed you to lied, sir. rabbit lied. for an hour. So well done if you've got this far. Good job. Um, uh, hopefully we'll have some more a uh, bit quicker pace so that we don't have so much to talk about. Um, but it's been a pleasure talking again this year. So if you want to find out more about us, what we do, where we do it, etc., info at digitaloutbox.com. Oh, you know, we go to your website. <laughs> you don't want to... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, new season. Um is the website. You can email us info at digitaloutbox.com and we're on Twitter as digitaloutbox. I am also on Twitter as cheesy uk and my racing blog academyracer.co.uk. Um that's all going to be kicking off again sort of come April time, so we've got the build up. I'm first out on track next Wednesday, which is exciting. So Ian, where can we find you? Uh, bloggersind.net. I'm on Twitter as Shripa. Great. So um We'll talk offline about when the next podcast is because at the moment my Wednesday and Thursday is looking busy. Uh, so I will we'll try and get to you next week. Um, and if not, hold on and it'll be back soon. Uh, thank you very much for listening this far and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye. That was slick. You just couldn't, couldn't help yourself. We'll talk <laughs> offline, but it might be next week. <laughs> but, it, but it won't be. <laughs> I just yeah, my, I told you my brain doesn't talk and think at the same time. Huh? Right. Well done. Let's hope that recorded. <laughs>